Welcome to the Humans and Earth podcast. We bring you inspiration and practical resources for healing our planet and ourselves. It's time for soulful contributions that regenerate life on Earth. I'm Shara Arman, a thought leader and teacher who believes we're ready to renew Earth and heal ourselves in the process. You can find our work online at humansandearth.com and on Instagram at School Humans Earth. I'd love for you to be on our newsletter list and receive our updates on Instagram. Please share our work at the School for Humans and Earth with anyone you think might be interested and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can include more and more people in the regeneration revolution that I believe is happening on planet Earth. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome back to Humans and Earth. I am glad to be here with you today. I wanted to bring you today a story about a way to respond when you feel helpless to assist the natural world, but you want to feel more empowered. A couple of weeks ago, I was driving in traffic near my home on a a busy avenue. We call it a pike here in the Philadelphia area, going back to colonial terminology. The speed limit on this avenue or pike is 45 miles per hour and some cars were going faster. There was an unusual amount of traffic that day. I can't remember if it was right before midday or early afternoon, but I remember noticing an unusual volume of cars. And I saw a small box turtle, or it may have been a painted turtle. It was really little, maybe only five or six inches in circumference. And I was able to maneuver my car over it so I did not run over it and I saw the car behind me do the same but there was so much traffic surrounding me that it was completely impossible for me to stop my car and also on this stretch of the road there's no shoulder so there was literally no way I could pull over it was so painful to watch this little creature marching you know when turtles walk they lift their legs kind of high So it looked like it was marching very purposefully, very bravely, very deliberately through this traffic, four lanes of traffic going 40 or 50 miles per hour. Probably the turtle did not recognize what grave danger it was in. My heart was really hurting because I love to pull my car over and help a turtle safely cross the road. I've done it a number of times with box turtles, once with a a good-sized snapping turtle. But as I said, there was no way that I could pull my car over, both due to the lack of a shoulder and to the heavy traffic. So I had to drive on to my destination about three minutes away, my local natural food store. I paid for the one item that I needed and I accepted a paper bag. Sometimes I don't take a bag at all, But I knew that if I was going to be able to help this turtle, I might need to have a bag with me. So I reversed direction on the pike and I had a plan of where to stop. 
I was able to pull over safely on an adjacent street. So I pulled my car over, got out, I had the paper bag, and I walked to the edge of the boulevard, struck again by how fast the traffic was moving and how even I, as an adult human being, felt very vulnerable standing next to these two lanes of traffic going 40 to 50 miles per hour. The turtle was not visible anywhere. To my mind, it's unlikely that it had crossed safely in that traffic. Maybe someone else managed to stop. Maybe it got hit and tossed into the bushes where I couldn't see it. I looked and looked. I scanned all four lanes of traffic. I looked on the strip of grass, which was just about two or three feet where I was standing. I could not see that little turtle anywhere. So I had to give up. I had to accept that I couldn't save that particular turtle. Maybe someone else had saved it. Maybe it had been killed. Maybe on some very unusual chance, it had actually managed to cross the four lanes of traffic. I felt somewhat helpless as my rescue effort didn't succeed. I knew I couldn't solve the problem of wildlife getting killed by cars. I couldn't solve the problem of roads interrupting wildlife's movement patterns. The little turtle that I saw was very likely traveling from a wetland area that's very familiar to me in my neighborhood to a larger park and creek area that is just on the other side of this, this avenue or pike. Unfortunately, this animal movement pathway is interrupted by this very busy road. On that particular day, I couldn't solve or even address any of those problems. So there was no satisfying outcome here as I have had with a few turtle rescues in the past. But it did make a difference to my day that I tried. I would have felt so much worse if I had made no effort. Although I didn't succeed in helping in the way that I desired, I did put forth a good faith caring effort. And it felt really good to briefly interrupt my day to try to assist a sister or brother. It felt really good to stand in the intention and energy of caring for another life. And I don't think that that was worthless. I do believe that anytime we stand on the side of caring for the living beings on this planet, even if we can't make a decisive difference in that moment or on that day, we're still aligning with protection of life, with conservation, with caring for animals and ecosystems. We are aligning with holding the desire and the intention that some of our human systems like roads and cars need to develop to their next level so that they are far less dangerous for wildlife. And if you're following the underpass and overpass systems that are being built in some cities in the US and Europe, you can see that those are a beautiful forward movement in our endeavor to live our lives as human beings, but impede much, much less on the safety and well-being of our other brother and sister creatures. 
Have you been told your compassionate desire to help our world heal is impractical? In our e-course, Collaboration with Earth, you can learn how your heart-centered vision is both valid and actionable. As you explore how to step into reverent relationship with Earth and her plants and animals, you'll craft a regenerative vision that's nourishing for you and Earth's inhabitants, and that you can implement in the world in practical ways. Find our course, Collaboration with Earth, on the courses page at humansandearth.com. After I got home from my unsuccessful attempt to help the small turtle, I noticed in my email an opportunity to donate to a special project in Tanzania that is training rats to detect landmines. They've been doing that for some years. They also have a new project that is attaching microphones to rats and teaching the rats to find people who are trapped in earthquake rubble. So I was able to make a small donation to them. I also noticed that day on Instagram that the Jaguar Rescue Center, which is an organization in Costa Rica that rescues injured rainforest animals, was asking for support. They've been rescuing a lot of sloths recently who unfortunately get electrocuted when they hang on power lines. Here's another example of how we need to take our systems to the next level so that they are creating far less harm. And I dare to hope that in the next generation or two, we may have innovations such that most of humanity's systems are not causing harm to earth and ecosystems and animals. So donating to the project in Tanzania was one way that I could help on that day. The organization is called APOPO, A-P-O-P-O, if you'd like to see their work. Their work is really beautiful. So donating to APOPO and to the Jaguar Rescue Center, that was not enabling me to change the world, but it was a way for me to give support to wildlife conservation. It was a way to actually contribute to the well-being of the human nature relationship. And it was a way for me to show my support of other humans who are engaged in this work. I hope that my small story about not being successful in helping the turtle encourages you as it did me to remember to contribute where you can. There is so much right now that needs repair and it is rare for a single person to enact massive change. But wherever you can contribute to repair, renewal, regeneration and protection for the natural world and all her inhabitants, including people, do so. This might mean that you create a garden sanctuary like I do. My yard has become a bird and insect and rabbit and toad sanctuary. And there are lots of other creatures here too, um, shrews and so many others I'd have to think about. Deer, <laughs> whom I don't welcome quite as much. But because my yard is full of plants and it's chemical free, it is a haven for all of these creatures. And I get to watch them and hear their songs. So 
it's really quite easy to make your home garden, however large or small, a chemical-free space that is a sanctuary for birds and small mammals and insects and plants. Maybe you simply donate occasionally or regularly to an established organization that's doing work you find meaningful. Maybe you use eco-friendly transportation options whenever possible. Maybe you're making changes to how your home runs. Some of my neighbors have switched to geothermal or solar power, and I hope to do that someday myself. Maybe you support local farms or land preserves by buying locally grown produce or by doing trail work or some other form of support at a land preserve. Maybe you can teach the children in your life or teens how to care for plants and animals and ecosystems. I truly believe that it is always worthwhile to contribute wherever you can on whatever scale you can. You'll feel more empowered knowing that you're placing your energy and time in the service of your love for Earth. And this is definitely about more than practical action. It's also about voting with your energy, your frequency, your vibration, by aligning with the intention of supporting life and by making space in your day, your week, your month, your year to support other life forms and recognize that you are living in synchrony with them, in collaboration, in mutual coexistence on this sacred and beautiful planet. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Humans and Earth. Please share this episode to broaden engagement in the regeneration our world needs. You'll find social media links in the show notes. To explore our other offerings, visit www.humansandearth.com.